The Make My Damn Movie Podcast contains explicit language. Listener discretion advised. Here we go. Film, entertainment, screenplay, Mark Reynolds, Tom Swain. This is Make My Damn Movie. Okay, so today we're going to highlight screenplay readers that are off target. Oh. That they just simply missed the boat on obvious elements in a script. So, readers that gloss over scenes uh-huh. and scripts. And uh, interesting. That'll come up. I don't know if we remember. Now, <laughs> we must talk about our new opening there. Do we yeah, like it? Yeah, I liked it. What the hell am I talking about? It's great. Okay. You said you liked it. So uh, don't forget to check out our other podcast. If you must, I uh, radioactive <laughs> rant, go to radioactive rant.com and figure it out. Now I got a few messages from our listeners thanking me. What? For some good screenwriting tips. And that is exactly what I was not going for. <laughs> That's not what this show is about. I do not wish to help people. <laughs> I want to thin out the herd. You know, less is more. Right. Right? Very upsetting, but here we are. Mm. So I guess I'm helping even though I really don't want to. At all. Cool. No, it's not oh. cool. Listen, I get it. I know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> Duh, I am aware. <laughs> Please. And yes, it must be a pleasure to hear what I have to say about the craft of screenwriting mm-hmm. because it's always right. <laughs> right? Listen, I'm a perfectionist by trade. True. Okay, I, am. I sometimes measure rulers with other rulers. <laughs> To check for accuracy. So, yeah, I'm kind of a stickler. What can I say? That's pathologic. I know what's best. Cold. But listen, feel free to drop my name if it helps. And it definitely does a Taco Bell. <laughs> so, there's that. Okay, let's take a few minutes to talk to a screenwriter. All right. I'm leaving all this shit in, motherfucker. You motherfucker. I might leave that in. It's another Writer's Roundup. This is where we find out what other people are doing to shine a spotlight on their projects. And we chat with them for a few minutes. And this time around, we have screenwriter Stephen Beyer. Good morning, Stephen. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Pretty good. So, Stephen, how long have you been writing screenplays? I've been writing for about almost three years now. And how many have you completed? Not in draft stage, but how many completed? Six. Okay. See, that's a good amount for that amount of time. Because anybody that has more than that, I hate. Well, they're just churning them out. (laughs) Exactly. They're not always that great. So do you go back consistently and rewrite? Or is it pretty much, I've done it, 
I put it away, moving on to the next one. No, I'm always learning, so I backtrack. Very good. good. For you. Good answer. Even after winning awards, I still backtrack. So what awards have you won? Los Angeles Motion Picture Festival's Best Action, Horror, Romance, Best Feature Screenplay. Wow. Wow, that's pretty impressive. Nice. And what does that do to you, to your ego? Yeah. Does it inflate your ego, your or head? is it one of those things where you're <laughs> kind of grounded? It helps to uh, go further, keep going. That's good. So with this award winning, did that parlay into anything? No, I uh, mostly um, they are uh, online festivals, okay. smaller festivals. That's just usually a nice certificate, like on back of my wall here. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, absolutely. Cool, yeah, but it helps with the pitching too. You know, yes. you, that's what you start with. This is what I wrote. This is what it's accomplished so far. Gotcha. That helps helps there. Okay. Uh, so recently, I've um, I'm, I'm I'm applying to the bigger festivals now, and I'm placing, so it's great. Oh, cool. that's nice. Now, do you have a genre you stick to, or are you all over the place? It's romantic comedies and horror movies. Yeah. <laughs> That's quite the juxtaposition there. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> now, what are the people closest to you, friends, family, think about you writing screenplays? They love it. I got I got great support. Nice. Now, when you started doing this, well, let me back up. What were you doing before? I was doing my own brand of comedy. Hmm. So like a stand-up deal? Like uh, I was doing characters, uh, song parodies. How did yeah. that segue into screenwriting? It got me back to writing. I wrote earlier when, between 18 and 24. I wrote four screenplays. I tried it out. Then we had a child, got married. I worked for a long time. Mm-hmm. And eventually, got a, <laughs> as my son got older, we kind of branched out and we started doing things that we always wanted to do. Uh-huh. And I started to do, right, our backyard barbecues became more elaborate with characters and themes mm-hmm. and slideshows to coincide. <laughs> and I got to a point where I realized I was setting the stage every day to tell a story. That's kind of how I got got back and I got to a point where we did 1950s theme party and I was like, you know what, we're never going to really top this. And I just got an idea of how I can put everything we had just did those past few years and put it back into one of the first screenplays I actually wrote. And that's how I kind of got back to it. Huh. So uh, when you're doing these backyard barbecues and these little deals that you're doing here, what does that do for you? You can see the immediate reaction, correct? Immediate reaction. Yeah. We started outside, we brought it inside the house and then we actually made the basement into a whole venue. Wow. We started taking our themes out to local bars. We found a karaoke joint where it really got bigger. Oh, so as a writer, you're clearly not an introvert like most writers. Right. Okay, I got you. He's out there yeah. doing it, man. <laughs> He's get, but I, I, like, I did it. I lived it. And now I'm t- I told it. That's great. And, you know, I like the fact that you did this in front of people. Therefore, you can see the reactions. And that kind of says, hmm, maybe I need to start writing this stuff. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. Take it to the next level. Take the jokes outside of the group. Can I do that? Can I tell a story with outside? You know, and I did. I branched out. And I- so what is your biggest challenge that you've come across with getting one of these scripts produced? because that's everybody's dream right past six months i started to learn how to pitch and i had an amazing week last week i had six yeses for a response as we stand right now all my scripts are in someone's hands mm-hmm. that's great okay so I'm, I'm, yeah i'm just starting that i'm just getting into that how did you learn to pitch from stage 32 oh, okay you can pitch through them and producers managers give you feedback i did that for a few months and then jumped on the virtual pitch fest and i've been very successful there Okay, now let me ask you this question real quickly. So you said that you go through the stage 32. Are these written pitches or are these Yes, verbal? these are written pitches. Written pitches are much better to me. Right. I mean, you because can, you sit, can there and, sit there and yeah, map really, it out. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Okay. So right now, as we speak, what are you working on? Anything exciting? Anything new? I just started a screenplay. That's about two, I'm about two pages into it. But as I said, I'm constantly going back, and I'm, I'm going back to my fourth. I have some notes to work on. 
Oh, okay. Gotcha. I'm glad to hear that. So many people just write a screenplay and put it away. I'm done, and they're never done. So I love people that rewrite, rewrite, rewrite. That's yeah, great. You're always fine-tuning it. All right, Stephen, how can someone connect with you? Uh, I'm on uh, buyerstephenyahoo.com. You can find me there. Okay. Uh, Twitter is uh, Stephen John Byer at Stephen Byer. Stephen, thank you for joining Thanks, us. Steven. We appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you for having right. me. Take care. Bye. Bye. There you go. Another writer roundup. Fantastic! In the can. In the can. There you go. Very good. Nice radio talk. No, wait, I hate radio talk. (sighs) I hate all of it. Okay, so what we're going to do now is let me stall for time Mm -hmm. while I find the right thing to punch. Oh, okay. And I did. Working the board. This is where we read messages from MakeMyDamnMovie.com. And you can do that. And you can send one in. Should we do that over? <laughs> I'm not. I don't know. I'm not. I refuse to do it over. And if you don't like it, that's just too bad. I mean, you know, if you want to send a message, okay. Emily, Victoria, Canada. I too have received two completely different sets of feedback on the exact same script. Aha! It makes me so mad and ends up making me doubt my own words on the page. I'm with you. No more contest. Good for you, Emily. Yeah, we talked about that last convert. week. I hate those contests. I got to tell you, even though I do quite well, mm-hmm. I still hate them. Those fucking contests, they just make me want to stick a nine millimeter in my Yikes. mouth and hit the delete button. <laughs> Justin, Long Beach, California. You constantly tell people to not enter screenplay competitions, but then you turn around and enter them yourself. (laughs) Is this a deflection tactic of some sort? Maybe. Listen, just because I suggest something doesn't Uh mean you have to do it. You should, but you don't have to, but you should. Eugene, Orangetown, New York. Bad news for Tom. Uh Uh-huh. Mark actually had a quality staff pick. Shit. The true story movie Bully was a winner. Frustrating to watch, but so very revealing. Well, thanks, but I'm going to let you slide with using the word actually. Actually had a decent pick. (laughs) Actually. Yeah, actually. No matter what, there's got to be a little jab in there. Uh Wait, where's the thing? Fuck off. There. Zach, Atlanta, Georgia. I started listening to Make My Damn Movie a couple of months ago. Since then, I've gone back and downloaded every single episode and have listened to all of them. Yikes. Very funny and entertaining to boot. Keep up the good work. Well, it's painfully clear you have nothing better to do. (laughs) Robbie or Zach. Why did I say Robbie? I don't know. Sorry, Zach. Anyway. Bradley, (laughs) College Park, Maryland. A friend of mine suggested that I listen to your podcast, so I did. What I found was a show packed with vulgarity. Mm Mm-hmm bathroom humor, and silliness. I now wonder about my friend's taste. Yeah, me too. Madison, Key West, Florida. Sounds like a good friend. The antics Mark's wife puts up with seem (laughs) challenging for sure. (laughs) If all the nonsense he says he does is true, she's a much better person than anyone I know. (laughs) Mark, you are a very lucky man. Yes, she tells me that as well. Uh Repeatedly and loudly. (laughs) So if you want to send a message, you can do so by going to uh, which one are we doing? <laughs> Make my damn movie.com. I forget. <laughs> sure, go to that one. It doesn't matter. I just gloss over your messages anyway, so <laughs> 
and they got to be biting. They got to be good to, yes. get, to get on the Come thing. On. <laughs> I, I swear to you, I get so many. I like the message part. <laughs> will you read this one? That's the message. No. No. Stupid. Sorry. Do it right, will you? Gotta be biting. Like yeah. You said. Here's the stupid thing. Yeah! Oh, ow. <clears throat> oh, uh, it's the movie quotes game. <laughs> 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 That's where I do the thing, and you try to do it. Okay. I read a movie quote, and you tell me what movie it's from. Well, you attempt to. So we'll uh, kind of go from there. Here's the very <clears throat> first one. Mm-hmm. Regrouping. <sighs> Is Grandma Spry? Really? Oh. Uh. Oh, boy. Is Grandma Spry? I'll give you the character. Willie Stokes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why can't I remember? Billy Bob Thornton. Oh, no. Bad okay, Santa. Bad Santa, the first one. Oh, man. I can't Wait, believe you didn't get that. was there a second that. one? Yeah, there was. Okay. Don't bother. Uh, uh, here's your second one. Jeez. If you don't get this one, you will be tossed out, oh, quite really? frankly. Yes. Oh, no. I wash my hands and my feet of you. <sighs> will I be shunned? Yeah, you will be shunned to if push, you don't get it. To push away? Yes, to push away. Night shift. People are like, what? Yeah. Night, a movie what? you it's a movie. introduced me to. It's the greatest movie Very, ever. very good. It's so good. Yeah. It's Ron Howard's true first directorial that's true yeah movie and it's henry winkler right. not being the fonz not the fonz at all Quite really good moving on okay. i am an extreme state of arousal <laughs> pleased to make sex all over my face <laughs> what <laughs> what the fuck yeah oh <laughs> Dodgeball. Oh. Fran. Missy Pyle. That's in my movie collection. I still don't know it. Okay, we're going to continue with the Trivial Pursuit cards that I found in my garage without that game. From 1948. Sure. Here's your first one. Mm-hmm. Who played Mike Brady on The Brady Bunch? What actor played Mike Brady on the Brady Bunch. Um, Robert Reed. Uh, it was Robert Reed. Yeah. Here's your second one. Damn it. What was the first name of Sergeant Carter in Gomer Pyle? I'd be surprised if you get this one. I would know this one. Though. Sergeant. That's all I know. Vincent. Vince Carter. <laughs> what was the dog's name? On I Dream of Genie. I would never know this. Jin Jin. Jin Jin. Don't remember that. I'm dumb. I just remember, you know. Genie. Genie, that's it. Should we talk about when I was a boy no. in the bathroom? Taking Genie in with me? Figuratively. <laughs> no, okay, movie dog. What was the name of the spaceship in the show Lost in Space? You're a science fiction nerd, no? The Jupiter 2. The Jupiter 2. Okay, now. That was a major failure. 
So I thought, <laughs> booger. <laughs> I thought that since these were sitting over here, this box of oh, 90s yeah, yeah. TV trivia cards, Dude. you know what? It's a podcast and we'll do what the fuck we want. Yeah. So I'm going to read a couple right. and see if you can get these, okay, okay. from the 90s. Now, those were yeah. from 60s and 70s. Yes. The Trivial Pursuit. These are from 90s TV. Yes. Okay. Nice. Should be able to get these. On the program SpongeBob SquarePants, mm -hmm. what is the name of the fast food restaurant where SpongeBob goes to work? Um, oh, come I, on. You got to know this. Really? Crab Shack? The Krusty Krab. Krusty Krab. Oh. I, was, I was an adult by then. I was not watching that. Okay. What is Pokemon an abbreviation of? Did I say that right? Is it Pokemon? Poke Pokemon, Pokemon, whatever. I don't know. But what is that an abbreviation of? Oh. Something monster, I'm sure. Pocket monster. Pocket monster. In which city is the sitcom Frasier set? Seattle. Finally. And I even, I edited this card because it says in which Washington city? Oh, and well, I that's, thought, a that's a giveaway. Giveaway. That's stupid. Yeah. Spokane! <laughs> All right. The brutal murder of which character opens the first season of Twin Peaks? Oh, man. Oh, even Al I would know that. Allison? No. Laura, Laura. Palmer. Laura Palmer. There was even a song about her in the 90s. There was? Mm -hmm. What was that song? It was one of those alternative things. I can't remember that. I name. don't remember Idiot. that. Okay, there you go. That's stupid. At least thing. I got one. Uh, Pretty bad. Be, yeah, one out of four, yeah, that's not good. <laughs> I wouldn't be uh, bragging about that. But whatever. Uh, uh, it's the Make My Damn Movie Stat Picks. <laughs> I was going to say, what's this segment? Where we attempt to force you... To watch the movies that we like. <laughs> well, they're <laughs> really emphasizing you it. and we is italicized. Oh. So I figure where we attempt to force you to watch the movies that we like. Isn't that how that goes? Or maybe not. Okay, uh, go ahead. Didn't you write that? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Whoops. That's how stupid I am. Stupid, 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 Mark. Yikes. Okay, go, 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 go. Me? Go. Uh, yeah. All right. My stat pick is The Stone of Destiny. I don't know what that is. It's from 2020. Okay. Directed by Charles Martin Smith, starring Charlie Cox and Kate Mara. <laughs> Lost. In 1950, Scottish college student Ian Hamilton, a dedicated nationalist who deeply resented England's foreign rule of Scotland, garnered support of three fellow students and despite their bungling maneuvers, managed a daring raid on the very heart of England, Westminster Abbey, to take back the Stone of Scone. Okay. Known as the Stone of Destiny. Oh. It's a Scottish national treasure upon which Scottish kings had been coronated for centuries. Hmm. And you like this movie? Yeah. Why? The stone was stolen 700 years earlier by King Edward I. Oh, Still. Oh, come on, man. Well, people will like it because they seem to like your picks. So, uh, uh, I think maybe. they're just trying to piss me off. But. 
Oh, so there you go. They were good. That's they, it. They actually stole it, and then they had to turn it over to the Scottish police. Uh-huh. And then it was returned to England. It's based on a real thing that happened. Oh, okay. The real life Ian Hamilton actually makes a cameo appearance in the film. Okay, huh. which is called the Stone of Destiny. Okay, my turn. Yeah. All right. Well, it sounds good. like a history lesson. I don't need that. Mm. At my age, I don't need a history lesson. You know. <laughs> I want to watch That's My Boy. You already know everything, so you want to know what... Yeah, I'm a know-it-all asshole. We know (laughs) that. That's my boy. (laughs) My pick is Dummy from 2002. Ah. It stars Adrian Brody, Mila Jovovich, Ah, Vera Farmiga, or is it Vera? It's Vera Vera Farmiga, sorry. Farmiga. Ileana Douglas, Jessica Walter as the sandwich-toting mother. Very good, and a bunch more folks. Mm-hmm. So a guy in his 30s who still lives with his parents named Stephen, Adrian Brody, is not all that pleased with his life. Duh! He decides to pursue his dream to become, wait for it, a ventriloquist. Ah, yes. Now, his family is neither supportive nor really critical. They're just meh. But Stephen finds a ventriloquist gig through an attractive unemployment counselor who is played by Vera Farmiga. Mm. And, of course, he's attracted to her, right? Right. So he confides to his longtime friend, Fangora, who is Mila Jovovich. She's a fireworks-toting nut job. And he tells her all about his desires. That's where she gets involved, and it's pretty chaotic after that. So check out Dummy Dummies. (laughs) (laughs) And I think you'll like it. It's really, really good. I have seen it. Oh, you have? Yeah. Oh, okay. Did I explain that okay? Uh Uh-huh. I mean, did I explain that okay? Mila Jovovich, so. Did I explain that well? I love her in Dazed and Confused, because I don't even think it's a speaking role. I think she's just on the side. It's pretty funny. Yeah, that's great. I like it. (laughs) (sighs) Readers that missed the mark when reading scenes. Okay. Okay, so we got a whole thing on this. Yes. Oh, man, I got to go to the bathroom. (laughs) <laughs> Let's make this quick. I really do. You know, I noticed something. You don't use the restroom here anymore. You used to use it like 20 times. What? Yeah, I noticed that the last few times. Are you? Uh, is it too dirty for you? I wear a diaper. Oh, there you go. That <laughs> works. Okay. Re- oh, did I already say what we're doing? Can we yes. stop? <laughs> no. Readers that missed the mark when reading scenes. Okay, so just got back some notes on my wonderful screenplay. It escaped. Yeah. Here's the log line. You want to hear it? Too bad. You're going to hear it. Hit it. Hey. A frustrated L.A. lawyer is transported back to 1983 Daytona Beach in her 18-year-old body to relive a day she's been longing for and faces having to make a choice to stay and carve out a new path in life or return to gloomy present day. By the way, mm-hmm. I added gloomy in there. Very good. Huh? Because <laughs> it is gloomy. Okay. It's pretty. Anywho. Uh-oh. Trigger word. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> So let me read part of this script evaluation that came back, okay, from Hit Escape. Now, pretty much of this is glowing, Mm -hmm. like normal. I'm used to that. But this caught my attention. The person writes, on page 45, we meet old man at SIDS. So SIDS is a drive-through, kind of like a Sonic. Yes. So, well, it is a Sonic, but it's called SIDS because of the copyright. You can't do that. <laughs> so fuck you, Sonic. 
<laughs> Unless you want to become a sponsor. I love you, Sonic. Okay, now this. Okay, let me back up. Okay, because okay. we're just getting silly. Old here. man. On page forty-five, we meet old man at Sid's. This is an unusual character because he hates the food here, gripes about the food here, tells Sharon how horrible it is, but here he is to order more. The question is, why would he return to this diner slash eatery? The inconsistency here is confusing. Okay, now I'm going to read you the actual script and then we'll talk about why this bothered me. Let me it's back up. Why bo- this bothered the shit I was gonna say out of me. That's just dumb. So we already read the log line. Mm-hmm. So this woman in her fifties gets transported back to nineteen eighties in her eighteen year old body right. with her fifty plus year old mind. Right. Okay. She worked at this place, SIDS, which we already discussed is a sonic for mm-hmm. lack of better terminology and blah, blah, blah. So she's finally going through the motions back in the eighties. Cause she's reliving this day. Right. Yeah. That and she can of course, very vaguely remember. Right. So of, of course, you know, a million years ago. Right? right. So what happens is she's going to work. Right. Of course. Right. That's where all her friends are. Uh-huh. So she shows up at work for the first time in her 50-year-old mind. Right. It's the first time in a long time. Let me put mm-hmm. it that way, in those terms. You, you following me? Yeah. You better be. I have. Okay. Well, you know it backwards I, I, and forwards. <laughs> yeah. So she comes up, sees her old friend there, of course, that she's been hanging out with already, who is in her 18-year-old body and 18-year-old mind. Right. So all of these people. Da, 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 da. So finally... They go on their separate ways at mm-hmm. work, and they're on roller skates at this drive-in right. restaurant, okay? So Sharon skates towards a serving lane while trying to get her bearings, okay? She totters up to a 1978 Brown Ford Granada parked next to a menu board. She stoops down, not seeming all that confident. Sharon, um, what do you need, I guess? <laughs> exactly. Old man... 83, weathered. The wrinkles on his face have their own wrinkles. He sneers up at her. Old man, parenthetical, cantankerous. Like me! (laughs) By the way, I wrote this part for me. Old man. So she says, uh, what do you need? I guess. Old man. I don't know. Food here is horrible. Everything gives me the green apple nasties. Sharon. And you're telling me this because, old man, be hunkered down on the commode all night with loose stools. Sharon, wow, that's off-putting. Old man scowls at her. Old man, listen, crap for brains. Shut your stinking hole and don't sass me. Sick of you dimwit kids. Sharon lurches upright and puts her hands on her hips. Sharon, oh, okay then, let me start fresh. What tasty treat can I bring you that'll gush out of your anus later this fine evening, sir? Old man, how dare you? Sharon glares down at old man. She's had it. Sharon, how dare me? You tell me the food here gives you the runs and I'm supposed to say what exactly? See how stupid you sound now? Old man starts his car, backs up and leaves. Sharon scoots off, now more in rhythm on her skates. That's the scene they didn't get. Why didn't they get that? I don't know. Because it's clear 
Yes. Why is he here? That's the whole point. The character's like, why are you here, you fucking idiot? I do this, and I'm not 80-whatever. <laughs> I'll go to a restaurant that I know I don't like that much and still order the same shit that I think isn't very good. Exactly. So my point is, is that this person reading this script did not get the scene at all over one's head, so yeah. to speak. I believe that once a reader misses the mark on something, it makes the entire rest of the screenplay muddy in their eyes. I yeah, really do. could be. And this brings me to my brilliant observation that if these people are not fully engaged in your work, it's a huge waste of time. And it is to send mm. your stuff off. Mm -hmm. These contests in particular prey on desperate writers, right? They really, they really do. do. People that glom onto any positive statement about their script. That was me. Was me. <laughs> what they do is give you a few pats on the head. Uh-huh. Take your money. Then the bomb drops. <laughs> yeah. And then they offer another read once you've done what they suggest uh -huh. for a fee. And on and on it goes. The fish is on the line. Are you people following Reel me? Reel it in. So basically, I'm opening up a coverage service. There you go. To rip yes. people off. Come on. I like to look up the winners in these competitions and see just how many have been produced. And I can tell you, not many. Mm. Again, what does this tell you? Stop <laughs> wasting your money. Go with your gut. Uh-huh. And if your gut's not correct, then do something else. Stop writing screenplays. Is it harsh? What I just said? Uh-huh. It absolutely is. But again, I personally am trying to wean out the herd. Uh. <laughs> okay. You're doing some weeding, weed eating. And that is most important to me. Uh. <laughs> and that's all that matters on this podcast. So did any of that make sense? Yes. Okay. So, but, but, What's your butt? Could it be that they just had to pick out something? Maybe they really liked it. And because, you know, they, they did really that like in, it. in the back of their head. Well, I got to criticize something. So, well, I've always thought that they uh, had to. Oh, what about this scene? I'll read the beginning of the thing mm -hmm. of the analysis. Okay. <laughs> Choking on something. <laughs> Those cupcakes. <laughs> At least they didn't make me get the green apple nasties. Yes. Hey, here it is. Oh, good. <laughs> he looked at the clock. I folks. sure did. Hit Escape does provide for some good laughs while pushing a solid story idea full of lively, colorful characters. Mm -hmm. We appreciate how the characters come to life on the page and the overall pacing. This makes for a solid, comfortable read, which would be a gift to industry readers. Okay. So that's, that's it. Right so, there. Boom. Okay. Now, again, I think... Seriously, mm -hmm. that when people just miss something like that, and it's glaringly obvious what that scene was, yes. Why is that guy there? Right. Well, that's that the point of the- That sets up the comedy bit. The protagonist is like, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, why are you here? Because she would never have said that or acted that as, way yeah. as an 18-year-old. But no. now she has a lifelong memory bank. Mm -hmm. And she's like, fuck you, she's old man. something and doesn't take shit. Yeah, why don't you gargle on your green apple nasties, you <laughs> motherfucker? Fucking mutt! Whoa. <laughs> Whew, that felt good. 
<laughs> I really did. Nice. I'm going to do that some more. All right, we're done. <laughs> Have fun. Have fun with that. Enjoy. Yeah. All right, we'll talk All to right. you another time. Go to makemydamnmovie.com. Yeah. Send us a message. All right, bye. Bye. Woo.